I see like beautiful imagery when I think of the word someday. Like I see springtime and like flowers and just like rebirth almost in my mind. But at the same time, there is such an unknown. Someday represents like an ultimate fantasy to me that like someday this will be or someday this will come out or someday I'll finish this fucking thing. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode number two of Talking About Someday. I'm Sammy Bananas. Again, in this podcast, we're going through conversations with the guest collaborators and vocalists from my album Someday, which is coming out June 15th on Fool's Gold Records. This week, we have my good friend, Racy Jones. We'll talk about her background in music and the song we wrote together called The Edge. This is exciting because the public have not yet heard this song. Um, I hope you'll listen to the whole episode instead of skipping to the end where the song is played, but that's up to you. Racy and I talked about life. We talked a lot about the ocean. And we got kind of deep. No pun intended. So I hope you enjoy this one. Now that this is episode number two, I will implore you to subscribe to Talking About Someday at your favorite podcast location. It's up there. And please tell your friends if you've been enjoying the podcast. All right. Enjoy the episode. Who are you? What's your name? (laughs) (laughs) That was good. Um, My name is Racy Jones, and I'm a singer-songwriter. And I don't watch very many movies. Right. Which, you know... Read into what you may about not watching movies. I want to watch movies. That's the thing. Deep down inside, somewhere in me wants to watch movies, but maybe I don't like to watch movies alone. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This just took a turn into a therapy session, so let's if we could just hang hang a right um, and get out of this. That's what all the podcast wave is, right? People just having their therapy sessions. That's what I bo- was saying. But broadcasted. I'm here. I'm in it. I'm on podcast life. <laughs> um, Racy, you are from Connecticut? I'm from Connecticut originally, yes. Uh, Bridgeport, Connecticut, then moved to Monroe, Connecticut. Nice. Yeah. Do you have any memory of a daydream or envisioned yourself singing on a stage? Or did you sing on a stage early on in your life and like catch the bug? That probably started in third grade. I had a girl group, like 90s R&B pop girl group. It was me, my friend Sheena, my friend Jolene. And this was when I lived in Bridgeport. During lunch, we would go sit down at the lunch table And I would take songs that were on the radio and change the lyrics. And I thought I was changing all the lyrics, but I was literally changing like one word. And it's so funny because the song came back. What's the song called? At night, I think of you. Yeah, my boo, Ghost Town DJs. Right. So in third grade, I took that song. I changed one word. I was like, I changed all the words and we're going to perform it. And I also was like in dance at the time. So I had these like crazy dance costumes and I was like, and we'll all wear my dance costumes. We'll get on stage, 
there was this one kid who was going to be our manager. His name was Kyle. I hope all of these people can listen to this, and I hope that they all remember this. <laughs> Kyle, what up? <laughs> Kyle, what up? Kyle will definitely listen to this. Um, so he was our manager, and that was probably when I started envisioning myself on a stage in a sequin costume with my two best other third grade friends. <laughs> so did, and did you have like people that you had seen on tv that you were like oh that's the person who i'm gonna be i was mostly inspired when i was younger by like destiny's child mariah carey whitney houston was my first um but in terms of like girl group things you know just those 90s women like Aaliyah, brandy maya i think that being in a girl group in third grade certainly counts as a band experience, but like, what was your first like real band experience? Like a band that that got on a stage and, and performed. I went to college for music, so I went to Hofstra University. So obviously there were like band situations put together, you know, by your teachers and all of that. But through those came my first band, which was after college called the Dirty Gems. We were first a cover band called Pump Your Breaks in college so that was probably really where the band vibe started um and we would just play like the local college bars and do covers and it was it was pretty great it was uh college you know no one really took it very seriously but at the same time it was so serious and then it evolved into the original stuff and we all graduated college and we were like we're going to take this band all the way. We went. We went like as far as we could go. Yeah. It was good. I, I definitely know that uh, feeling. Yeah. It really is amazing. And I would like to reclaim that feeling of possibility mm-hmm. of really being able to take it all the way. Yeah. And and I guess in some ways it's funny to look back on those experiences and be like, what were we thinking? Like that didn't have yeah. it. Yeah. And I think that most people who are in music have a, have a story like this. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so much like growth and learning experience that happens just being a musician and mm-hmm. going through all that whole process yeah. that it's sort of like you're like dissing an earlier version of yourself by mm-hmm. like having been so stupid. <laughs> They're not necessarily stupid at the time. It's just more like we just have no idea what we're doing. And especially when you're at that age, when you're like just getting out of college and you're deciding to pursue music and everyone around you is so hype. So like you have all these people at your shows and they're so excited. And so you are like, we got something here. But then it always reaches that, you know, ceiling where you're like, oh, wait, those were just our homies. Like now, now what do we do now? We've built this foundation now in New York or wherever you are. And how do we move forward now? How do we, you know, cause all of us still play music and all of us still want to play music, but what is the best? It's just like any relationship, you know, I just compare it to a relationship all the time. It's like, this was great. We loved it. We learned so much. We did some things that we'll probably won't do in the next relationship. And then, you know, you go out and find an, find another situation. It's also just cool to be at an, at an, a point in life where you can like fondly look back on just the things that you've done because it's so easy to get caught up in in what you're doing right now and forget that like you have done so many things or you know and maybe they haven't seen big numbers or or done like great things but 
to you and your character and the things that you're trying to achieve, there really is a nice, rich history now for me, which is kind of cool. It's about the journey, not the destination, man. Exactly. Gotta remember that, people. We're just out here riding the waves. <laughs> riding the waves. Whoa. Riding the waves. Whoa. Wow, I took okay. us there. Waves. 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 <laughs> Wait, we're not quite ready to talk about okay. waves. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so you came out of Dirty Gems wanting to do solo, solo work. And so we met kind of like shortly after. Yeah. I don't actually know how much after. So I left the band in summer of 2015 and I met... Robert Lux. Can I call him Bob? We can call him Bob. He's Bob. So I reached out to Bob and um, we set up a session. We started writing. And then I feel like you probably came into the picture like that winter. It was very soon after that, I feel. He had some weird situation that I still don't understand where he had access to this pretty dope studio um, uh, in the financial district in Manhattan. Yeah, we would all, we would meet up there. Just like twice a week. Just go to the studio and chill on the couch and make songs. <laughs> right. Like, th- that's just not, I feel like that's just not the way it happens in New York. It's like someone's apartment, you write a song somehow, some way, or someone sends you a track, you record vocals at your house. So it, to have access to just like chill in a studio was probably one of the greatest things I could have stumbled upon personally. And a lot of that had to do with just the the freedom of the space, which is when I would tell people, oh yeah, I'm going to the studio. And they would be like, how can you write in a studio? If like some people find studios sterile or like you said, intimidating. And it was the perfect combination of like chill and legit. And so I miss that space. (laughs) (laughs) I miss it too, but that's okay. We got this great bedroom that we're in right now in my house. It's all good. Honestly though, this is my, this is my second phase. Serendipitously because of some technical difficulties, we're up in the space where we recorded our music together. Most Mm -hmm. of it after that studio, because one of the songs that hopefully everybody will be able to hear soon called fire and ice that Bob and I and Racy made together. That's on her EP, which is going to be out soon. That was sort of the beginning of our collaboration. We've continued to work on all sorts of other stuff, you know, writing songs together. I mixed your EP. Um, But I mean, for me, I think at some point during our early work, I had like this idea of the song that I wanted to make with you. Just from the first time I like heard your voice, I was like, oh, she has this going on. Like, And I remember there being like, it, feel, it feels to me like two years, but it probably was only like a year or, or less of, I need to make a track that's worthy of this song. And it just like wasn't happening. And I just was trying not to force it and kind of just be like, okay, like this is going to happen when it happens. Yeah. It ended up happening, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which is good. Well, like it's always on my mind. Dive right in, baby, wanna lose myself in you. I had this demo that I had actually had made before this thought of wanting to do this song with you. That the demo was called Comatose. And somehow, like, I brought that up. We were working and I just brought the track up and we started to try to write to it mm-hmm. rather than me like sending it to you, which right. is a lot of way, a lot of times how it works. Mm-hmm. So I think this one, it was really like 
happened in the moment. Which is, yeah, my favorite way to write. It's crazy how little character a beat needs to have to like provide that germ seed to have it turn into a song that like is completely different from what that initial track was. But like the inspiration, yeah. that's kind of what happened with this, yeah. I think. I think that's like one of my favorite uh, things to try to explain to people who don't make songs is like if you hear where it started and then where it goes, it's like I think that's one of the coolest things about a producer and or songwriters collaboration together is what both of your minds can hear and then create. Whereas if someone were to just hear the demo who doesn't make music, they would just either decide I like it or I don't and then like move forward and they just can't imagine how to bring it to life. But it is like the most vulnerable part of writing a song because you have to just kind of like make shit up. You just have to like say something and hope that the other person either agrees with it or enjoys it or that it inspires something else from them. I think this song specifically had a lot of that, like going back and forth of us being like, what about this? What about this? Right sort of what I kind of remember about the first session is that we came up with this imagery and like an emotional space for mm -hmm. where the song was going to take place. Yeah. I remember describing a very distinct experience like from my life. Right. Of being in the early stages of my relationship with my wife. Mm -hmm. We went to the beach yeah. and I remember going into the ocean and I was kind of recalling the sensation of you know, being in the ocean with um, another person. With another person, with someone who I, at that point, didn't really know very well. But, you know, we kind of were both there together and there were waves and there's the surf and there's sort of like the power of the ocean, which is something in other ways that I think about a lot. Um, and I think I kind of told that story as a way for us to mm -hmm. start somewhere. And I think yeah. that that's ultimately like when you listen to the, to the lyrics of the song, that's kind of what is being described. At the edge of the world we drift together Flowing blue that lasts forever Brush against the swirling, rushing, salt and skin undressed You'll touch me Um, well, the beach is a, just a huge part of my family's life. Like, my grandparents lived in Florida, so we would drive down to Florida all the time. We would go to Rhode Island to the beaches there. We would go to... Long Island to the beach, like anywhere where we could like explore the beach, my family was there. So I obviously love the, the warm weather, the sand, the, you know, the relaxation of it all. But, um, I feel the pull of the ocean within myself. At the edge we drift together, pulses humming, feel it coming, hold you close to just like to like be in the water by myself which is something that I think I get from my dad when we were little he would he would tell us to go under the water and just like listen and the things you can hear you know obviously they're they're just different sounds than what you hear in your day to day and it's this like kind of almost monotonous low tone and it just if you if you listen to it and you let it into your body it's just I don't know it's just one of the most calming feelings and also enlightening moments because it's just there is just so much out there 
you know, you just bring that back into your normal day life and you're like, it grounds you a little bit, you know? So the ocean for me grounds me. Like whenever I'm having like a freak out or like, uh, some, something's going down, I like want to jump in the ocean. It just heals you. It just like brings me back to, um, feeling okay. Yeah. I love the ocean. Yeah. (laughs) Me too. I'm right there with you. And like just hearing you talk about the sounds of the ocean or being under the water and got me thinking about how in this, in the song, like they're, they're definitely sonic parts of it that are feel inspired by the ocean. Mm -hmm. Um, Totally. And like that, you know, really one of the only things that made its way from the demo is like this super sub bass Mm -hmm. melody Yeah. that, um, that kind of like is one of the first things that enters the track because it, it obviously starts pretty much acapella mm-hmm. and then the sub bass kind of like flows in. Is that the part in the beginning, the pulsing bass thing that kind of sounds like a ticking clock kind of like a, it, uh, I was listening to it. It reminds me of like if you were watching a movie and the room was empty and they were just showing like one of those old ticking clocks. It's like kind of lower. Yeah, there's like a filtered kind of like drum sound yeah. that's in there. I mean, okay, that, that's what it, okay, Well, that's, that's what the it filtering, I think, is a way that the ocean makes its presence felt in the track. Because, mm-hmm. you know, when you're under, like the yeah. muffling that happens that's when you go I underwater, mean. where you're, if you can kind of hear what's happening mm-hmm. above the water, yep. but it's just, it's like the whole thing is filtered right, that's in all the high. Right, that's what it felt like to me. Yeah. I'm like, I feel like I'm hearing a clock, but I feel like I'm also underwater and I shouldn't. I don't know what's happening, <laughs> but it's like giving me this like feeling that I want to get to or some something's about to happen to me or I need to get to somewhere. Right. Yeah. Do you have any other like questions about track or the song or like? I don't know that I have necessarily questions, but because I wasn't as involved with the production as I sometimes have been able to be on certain things. Um there was just like a major change at one point. I remember you like sent me and you were like, sounds like a record now. And I was like, oh, damn. When was that moment for you where you were like, ah, this is what it needs? Or was it a bunch of moments? Or was it like not until it was finished that you were like, okay, finally it's here? Good question. Um, <laughs> I like, uh, I think that my experience with working on this track, and this is true for other songs too is that there's the first rush of excitement when it actually starts to come together and that usually ends up like clouding my perception of the whole song because I'm so excited that it is anything that I'm sort of too excited about what it is at that moment Mm -hmm. and I always have to find a way to displace myself from where it is then to be able to take it to where it needs to go right because it's not even though you're excited about it being a thing it's not the thing yet it's not even close does that involve like actually leaving the song for a couple days sometimes longer i definitely need when i get to that point with something i almost intentionally try not to listen to it at all yeah for like at least a week yeah and sometimes longer because this this is the part where like it's really kind of the critical part of any song. Like, where is it going to get to that, to where it needs to be? Do you do puzzles? Do you do in your <laughs> spare time? Do no, you like puzzles? I don't really do puzzles, but I do. Because it is kind of like a puzzle game yeah. at a certain point. Well, I think about it in terms of ceramics sometimes. Oh. And definitely in terms of cooking. Mm. Sammy Bananas is a chef. 
I'm, I, I like cooking. <laughs> well, there's a lot of similarities because it's about, um, you know, you're, you're combining different ingredients that often have a different ultimate total than the sum of their parts. Mm-hmm. There's a experience that's happening over time mm-hmm. and something that you can't necessarily reclaim after it's done. Like after music is done playing, you have to play it again in order to experience it. And with mm-hmm. Eating, it's the same thing. It's like you finish the meal, like it's it's gone. You've eaten that food. Wow. Oh, I have to ask you one other thing, which is what does the word someday mean to you? So my mind, when it comes to words, I just like see images or or it takes me to like a specific person or a specific thing. And the first thing that I thought of was Mariah Carey. I don't know why. So I was like, well, someday. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Play it right now. (laughs) (laughs) That's not really how it goes, but you're you you kind of know where you are. (laughs) And I'm not about to sing it because I just am not Mariah Carey. Um, But we should play it. But mostly, what I think the word someday makes me think. I just feel like someday is the word that that I've used the most, or at least I feel the most when it comes to the music that I've made or the music that we make. Like, it's just, when you're creating something, it takes so, such a long time and it takes so much effort and it takes, you know, a village really to like put it all together. And people are always asking when, 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 when. And I feel like the answer is, even if you have a date or an idea, Ultimately, it is just like someday if you're making it for the right reasons and if you're making it in the right way where where it doesn't necessarily. I mean, it matters, of course, when it comes out, but it's about the journey. So someday is like, I don't know, I see like beautiful imagery when I think of the word someday, like I see springtime and like flowers and just like rebirth almost in my mind but at the same time there is such an unknown to the word someday so I guess like just an ultimate someday represents like an ultimate fantasy to me that like someday this will be or someday this will come out or someday I'll finish this fucking thing (laughs) (laughs) good place to end thank you Racy (laughs) Thank you for making this song with me. Um, Thank you for thanks having for me. much other collaboration and work that um, I'm excited for everybody to hear. Yes, um, and uh, now we're gonna listen to the Edge. Here we go. Well, I like it. It's always on my mind. Dive right in, baby. Wanna myself in you Darkness, it falls whenever you want me Take me away, away, away At the edge of the world we drift together Flowing blue that lasts forever Brush against Swirling, rushing, salt and skin undressed You touch me 